3: On display tonight was so stark. I mean, those lights that are, that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. It, it, I look, it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. <sighs> Come on. That's what?
4: <laughs> that's the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard out of a
5: journalist. The thrill running up Chris Matthews' leg is embarrassed for that. Human.
4: Oh, yeah. That's just sad. The lights look like arms hugging America after four years of Trump. Shut
5: up. Finally, I'm I'm reminded of the fawning over Obama that we put up with for eight years. How he could just do no wrong. (laughs) Obama!
4: You know, Bob Woodward said early on in the Trump presidency that Donald Trump was being handled more unfairly than any president ever has by the press. And he was right. Yes. He was right. And I I hope there's not an overcorrection of just nobody Nobody could even consider saying a bad word about the current. That's a terrible way to
5: handle it also. No, but, you know, I've got to quibble. It wouldn't be an overcorrection at all. It would be consistent. They're just, they're partisan advocates. Well, I don't want
4: made up stories that don't actually exist with Biden either because it's a distraction and it's, well, it's terrible. It's terrible. It won't happen. Um, uh Was it? Oh, this, although it,
5: it will certainly ha- certainly happen in the more wackadoodle websites, it's already happening.
4: I just saw the uh, the theme for the inauguration day is America United. So, <laughs> people who get excited, about, you're the people who cheered about the the senior prom theme. I was you? hoping for Enchanted Under the Sea.
5: <laughs> I advocated for a night in the tropics, but I was voted <laughs> down.
4: I think our senior prom was Stairway to Heaven. That's nice. Yeah, that's but nice. The, the, the same sort of people that got the thought about that and got excited about it, other people to come up with America United. Oh, that's a great idea.
5: That's good because because everybody's been at each other's throats, so we thought we'd go with <laughs> United. Even though you know it's the United States, it's in the name. <laughs>
4: <laughs> anyway, two big stories that are actually important. Um, uh, I'll do this one second because we're that a name-
5: man who hid out in an airport for three months. Cool, cool. Sounds miserable.
3: Sounds like something you would sentence somebody to. Hmm. At uh, now you got those moving sidewalks all to yourself sounds great good point <laughs> so
4: we mentioned it's at the end of the show because it happened at the end of the show Secretary of State Mike Pompeone he's still Secretary of State for another 50 minutes um, said that the People's Republic of China is committing genocide against the Uyghur population and other ethnic and religious minority groups the United States calls upon the People's Republic of China to immediately release all arbitrary detained persons and abolish his system of internment, detention camps, house arrest, and forced labor. It's a pretty big deal to say to your only real military rival on the planet that you're engaging in genocide. That's a pretty strong statement. So ask about, and he makes this the last day of the Trump presidency, this comment. So they ask the incoming Secretary of State, a man named Anthony Anthony Blinken, Um, what do you think of Pompeo's April announcement? <laughs> Blinken of winking, Blinken, or not. Ab- His name is Abe Blinken. No, Anthony Blinken. <laughs> um, the incoming Secretary of State, they ask him, what do you think of Pompeo saying that? And he said, that would be my judgment as well. Yes. So we are, that's where we are now with China. You're committing genocide. That's what we think
5: of you. Yes, I've I've heard Blinken's name for years and years. He's been a higher up in the State Department and, and well known. I, I wasn't sure about the cut of his jib, I just don't know. I'm not that much of a wonk, but I know several of the Republicans on the Senate committee reviewing him for confirmation yesterday were very complimentary. Well, they liked and, the liked his his act,
4: and I'm just happy that everybody is on. Just like everybody was on board with, let's let China do whatever they want and they'll come around our side. Everybody seems to be on board with that. Didn't work. They're an enemy.
5: Right. We were all wrong let's change uh, tax. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy to see that. I'm sure old Hunter Biden was on the phone. Dad, 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 come on. Hey, big now. guy, come on. Hey, big guy, how about 15% <laughs> this time around? <laughs> Guys got to make a living, huh? Um, we got more oligarchs online,
4: Chinese mobsters. The other story, so t- what did Trump specifically say? What were his words today when he left the press for the last time? He said, I'll see you again in some form or something like that.
5: Yeah, we but probably ought to come up with the tape of that address. S- he said a couple interesting uh, things. Some people are trying Hammer and China again for the uh, coronavirus.
4: Some people were trying to read into what that might mean, if he's planning to run or he thinks he'll be back or whatever. But this story was in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. President Trump has discussed starting a new political party. He has talked in recent days with associates about forming a new political party that they would call the Patriot Party. And... Uh, they go into the details on that and how difficult it is to get a third party going and blah, blah, blah. But if anybody could ever do it, he got 75 million votes. Only one person in history has ever gotten more and that one's Joe Biden. I mean, if he got, if he took two thirds of those votes with him to another party, he wins because you know, you split the other parties. You're, it, it would be, he could be a serious force.
5: Yeah, would he? How many votes would he split from the Democrats? Do you suppose working class uh, white people from the what, Rust Belt? That woman that got shot at the Capitol from San Diego was
4: an Obama voter. Mm. And there she was in the Capitol. Yeah, fighting for Trump. Yeah, uh, I,
5: I would. I would say it's not settled that he would win, but
3: well, you of know, course
5: he, not. Uh,
4: but it's not a nothing. It's a. It's a. It's a hundred miles from a nothing. Oh yeah. it would be a serious party. That people would have to reckon with, and oh, my God, the oxygen it would take out
5: of the air. Well, the Republicans would poo themselves, the Republican hierarchy, because it would guarantee really screw the Republicans. I just can't figure out how much damage it would do the Democrats. Depends on how he pivots, I suppose. Yeah, it depends who runs, etc. If he he keeps his interest in it.
4: And he's going to be very old.
5: Not Joe, Biden Biden yeah. Joe Biden old. be Joe Biden old. Who was the previous oldest president inaugurated? I know it was Reagan. How old was he when he was inaugurated? Wasn't he?
4: Well, Biden is older coming in than Reagan was leaving. Right. Right. Which is stunning. I think he was 69. Yeah. That's my memory. Isn't that funny that at one point we thought 69 might be too old to be He's president?
5: He's in his 60s. He can't be president. <laughs> That wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, he left office at age 77. Uh, almost almost 78. I um,
4: I think Trump forming his own party would be a huge deal. And again, the, the big question is, does he have interest in doing that? Because it would be a heck of a lot of work and cost a lot of money. But he, he could raise the money. He
5: could
3: get oh, the yeah. interest.
5: Yeah, He'd get the news coverage. Well, he raised more than half a billion on the whole fighting the electoral results thing. Now... Can he keep people fired up like that? Does he have any interest in it? I I don't know. Anyway. Um, I I still say, originally, he didn't intend to win the presidency. I think he was surprised at the outpouring of support. He created a beast, then rode it into the Oval Office. The longest inaugural
4: dress in U.S. history, Joe, was William Henry Harrison's. That was an hour 45. Yes. Nobody, under any circumstances... Even if they weren't standing outside in a howling snowstorm like they all were, once an hour and 45 out of inaugural desk. No, Ain't nobody got time for that? That's correct. No freaking buddy needs that. What the hell was he thinking? And then God smote him a month later because he deserved it <laughs> for giving such a long speech.
5: I was just rereading that uh, chestnut of American history today. And uh, he, he gave the speech without a hat or a coat in a howling snowstorm and came down with pneumonia and died one month later. But that was back in 1841 when people thought you could get cold and die of it. That being cold gave you pneumonia. Mm-hmm. It's an infection. You got exposed to an infection.
4: The shortest ever, uh, the second from George Washington. And it looks like I'm president again, as you were. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much it was like a hundred some words. So I got to do this for four more years? Damn. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> Uh, and if you have any interest in inaugurations at all, as I've recommended the Abe Lincoln book before about his second inaugural address, Every Drop of Blood, I think it is called. That is a fantastic mm-hmm. book. It, but it's all about inauguration week and inauguration day in 1864.
5: George Washington added the word, so help me God, to the oath of office. I thought you said it was Grover Cleveland or something
4: like that. No, 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 no. That is not the information I have. That is not the information I have. Mm. The then information he bent I forward have. to kiss the Bible. I will get into that coming up the uh so help me god stuff cuz I have the history on that which might be different than
5: that one. Friend of mine uh, texted that Grover Cleveland could have grown a great monkey uh, tail mustache or monkey tail. It's oh! the the new trend in facial hair where you have kind of a mustache that curls around your chin and goes up in one sideburn so it's like a swirl. It it
4: looks like you have a monkey sitting on your head and its <laughs> tail is wrapped around your face and who wouldn't want that look? It's a delight. <laughs> Good luck. No, no, no. Uh, Historians dispute that completely. Because I did do a deep dive read on this at like 1 in the morning for some reason. No,
5: I've seen the video.
4: About G-Dub? Washington, so help me that comes from Washington Irving, the guy who wrote Legend of Sleepy Hollow, who has a six-year-old says he heard George Washington say that. Nobody else who was much closer than he was across the street says George Washington said that at the
5: time. Supposedly, the Chief Justice of New York Supreme Court admonished Washington and others that an oath that was not sworn on the Bible would lack legitimacy, as no Bible could be found in Federal Hall where the swearing was to be held. One was borrowed from a Masonic lodge a few blocks away.
4: There is... there is, According
5: to the Encyclopedia Britannica.
4: There is writing that shows that the Founding Fathers argued about this and decided it would be a bad idea to invoke God in anything. They took it out of all kinds of different stuff, including the oath. And it's not in the Constitution. Mm. And George Washington almost certainly did not say it, even though the legend lives on because Washington Irving, Irving, who invented... Ichabod Crane, yes. another great headless books, horseman, uh, came up with this story because he was a six year old across the street when Washington got
5: inaugurated. Mm. Isn't that interesting? I don't take the testimony of six year olds very seriously on almost any time. <laughs> <laughs> If they tell me a cupcake is yummy, I believe it. Yeah. Anything you child? Yeah, I know you child.
4: Get your finger out of your nose, Washington Irving. That's what I'd say to him. <laughs> He's a six year old. <laughs> Um, so I got more. What do you want? The well, text line is 415-295-KFTC. Maybe that's a new way to handle the show. What do you want? Just tell
5: us what you
2: want. What do you want out of this?
4: <laughs> I'm not interested in the inauguration. I'm the long-brung person to look toward.
5: What do you want for nothing? I could go back to uh, reading the schedule. Let's see. I, I do. Have you considered
2: being good at your jobs?
5: Yeah, I know. Well, we could. Uh, oh, the Marine Band's playing. Let's dip into the Marine Band. What do you, you hate the Marine Band, Michael? Come on now, bring up the TV. Marine Band
4: will play us out. Um, uh, we do have the story of the person that hid in the airports. So we do have to get to that. Some more on some of the people that were pardoned. Uh, trying to figure out who some of these names are. No giant scandal, really, of any kind. Uh, Steve Bannon, maybe. I don't know. Biden's immigration
5: plans, Biden's tax plans, they're going up. We're going to tax America into prosperity.
4: And, Sean, come up with the latest word on Patrick Mahomes. Want to know if he's going to be playing this weekend because I'm going to lay heavy money on the game. All that on the way.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. As in the town, there was a breakdown. A Moving on, scientists are issuing a warning about a rapidly
5: increasing population of hippos in Colombia. Uh-huh. They're called cocaine hippos because they were illegally imported to the country by the notorious
1: drug lord Pablo Escobar which is precisely the kind of idea that seems good after loads and loads of cocaine.
4: You know, We should, we should do get that. some hippos,
1: guys.
5: <laughs> sure, boss. Sure. Hippos. Yeah.
4: That's pretty funny. Um, big football games this weekend. Determine who's going to play in the Super Bowl. And the biggest star in the league, Patrick Mahomes, is still under the NFL's concussion protocol too early to say whether or not he'll be able to play in Sunday's AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. Hmm. He's,
3: he's clearing there. the steps like he hasn't been ruled out. He's progressing through the protocols, but I he is see. still
5: technically yeah. in the protocol. They think he may have pinched or damaged a nerve or Ooh. something as well. Yeah, it's, it's a rough game. Joe Biden becomes
4: president of the United States today. And uh, to me, that's pretty much all you need to know about that. But, he is
5: uh, en route to the Capitol, Jack. The motorcade is en route all right. to the Capitol, as I just said.
4: So we got more on that sort of thing coming up in a little bit. It is
5: still en route. To the capital Has yet to arrive at the capital,
4: <laughs> so, To which it is en route. Yes. So Tim Sandifer tweeted this out yesterday. Tim, the lawyer, who we love. Uh, this is like a really dumb version of the French Revolution. <laughs> what is the story? The headline is 23-year-old topples King with gender-neutral card deck. Have you heard this story? Uh, it's, no. It's in the Netherlands. A Dutch card fan, she likes playing cards, was explaining a game to her cousins last summer when she asked herself, why should a king be worth more than a queen? Yeah. The 23-year-old college student, encouraged by her father, decided it was time to break with the centuries-old tradition of sexual inequality in playing card decks that rank men above women. What about the jack? If we have this hierarchy that the king is worth more than the queen, then this subtle inequality influences people in their daily life. Because it's just another way of saying, hey, you're less important, she said in an interview.
5: The dad's encouragement consisted of, sure, honey, yeah, I I see your point. Then we'll go back to the game. Even subtle inequalities like this do play a big role.
4: I don't think they do. After trial and error, she de- designed a genderless deck in which she the images of a king, queen, and jack were replaced with gold, silver, and bronze coins.
5: It's a, she's a, a medalist, placing one medal above another.
4: Friends and family snapped up the first fifty decks of gold, silver, bronze cards. They're called G- GSB cards. Yeah, by let, people who are into it. Let me know about the next fifty, <laughs> where they have images of gold
5: bars, silver coins, and a bronze shield. Hey, sweetheart, how about chess? So I guess you got to start letting the king move anywhere he wants, like the queen.
3: Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. The well, head playing of,
4: chess. The head of the Dutch Bridge Association. Now, we're talking to the leader here, not the second-in-command. No. Of no. the
5: Dutch Bridge Association. <laughs> no, this is the chief executive.
4: Said it's good that we reflect on gender neutrality. Okay. But it would be complicated to make a formal switch because that would require updating the rules. Um, I wonder if it's worth it. But gender neutrality, I'm all for it. It's great that someone at this age has noticed this.
3: It's a new generation. Sure, <laughs> sure I am. <laughs> yeah, famous. great. <laughs> Translation, I'm thrilled teenagers are playing bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. Please continue. <laughs> or any card game whatsoever.
4: Oh, oh, oh my God. So uh, I've got some good stuff of that being in the context of intersectional, intersectionality and uh, and wokeness and all that sort of stuff that is just crazy, but... Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That sort of thing is just, so what, the, the harm, I guess, of saying, you know, back in the old days, there was such thing as a king. You'll, you'll, you learned about it in school and the, the king was, uh, considered the most important, more important than the queen. And it's just, it just was that way for, well, thousands of years. And, uh, it's just true whether you want it to be or not. And the fact that they still have an old timey king and queen on the cards doesn't mean anything about today. At no. all.
5: Well, and, and often the queen was in charge. I mean, there are plenty of times queens were in charge. It's just a game. Yeah, it's easy for me to say as a white male. <laughs> oh, by the way, a legal update. Uh, one of the pardons that the president gave out was for uh, a guy who's pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit honest services fraud. And uh, Tim Sandifer himself has explained what that is. Okay. And, and And whether this dangerous felon should be on the street or not. The answer may shock you. Oh, we got to tell you about the guy who lived for three months in the airport.
1: Meant to get to that.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: And I can only say this, uh, we have worked hard. We've left it all, as the athletes would say, we've left it all in the field. We don't have to, we don't have to come and say, we'll never say in a month when we're sitting in Florida, we're not going to be looking at each other and saying, you know, if we only worked a little bit harder, you can't work harder.
4: That's Donald Trump uh earlier today as he left the White House for the last time and got on the helicopter, and he's headed to Florida to become a private citizen. Joe Biden inaugurated today. I was just watching Joe Biden. Somebody said, did Joe Biden's limo drive really slow in the right lane with its turn signal on? <laughs> it's an old
5: joke. It's good. Um, on, it's I was Funny. watching
4: Joe Biden walk up the steps of the Capitol there, like 80-year-olds walk up steps, Um uh, but thinking how? Uh, it's kind of similar to Tom Brady's playing his... 13th 14th championship game this weekend and they're saying it'd just be another game for him he'd have uh-huh. no nerves whatsoever he's been through this so many times joe biden's like that with inaugurations how many has he been to he got elected u.s senator youngest in history at 29 he's being sworn in his oldest president's ever at you know headed towards 79 yeah. he's been attending inaugurations for 50 years wow he's been wow. to a lot of these that's amazing It is amazing. Uh,
5: President Trump uh, yesterday touting his achievements and a long, long speech. I was thinking maybe we could air it today, but it's 20 minutes long. Uh, But talks about uh, fixing broken trade deals, standing up to China, which was a major gutty move, um, turning the U.S. into the top oil and natural gas producer, building a great economy, rebuilding the military, reforming the V.A. to a large extent, getting it through so that vets weren't. Being cheated and screwed, they could go get an independent doctor and the taxpayers, who are glad to pay for the good care for her vets, would get it. Big achievement. How about finally
4: moving the capital of Israel to Jerusalem like every president had said for decades and decades but never actually did it?
5: Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and the story will be told throughout the years, and everybody has a different point of view about it, but I think Trump's greatest strength was that he didn't give a damn. And his greatest weakness was that he didn't give a damn.
4: Yeah, that's an excellent point right there.
5: Uh, reduced the troops in Iraq and Afghanistan, obliterated the ISIS caliphate, uh, appointed three great Supreme Court justices, and, uh, and presided over the COVID-19 vaccine being produced in record time. I think all those are legitimate achievements and, and more, as you pointed out.
4: Four Muslim countries, three Arab countries signed peace deals with Israel, unthinkable not that long ago, if he were Barack Obama leaving office, they would be touting those achievements
5: Mm. endlessly. Oh, yeah, it would be insufferable how they would be slobbering all over him, like they are Biden. Uh, Quick note. Uh, Oh, coming up, the funniest line in an inaugural address. According to a guy who's read every word of every single one. Take the first lady, please. Is that it? Mm. No. No. It will shock you, however. Uh, so I mentioned that uh, one of the guys the president pardoned, a full pardon, Todd Bollinger. In 2008, he pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit honest services fraud. And I said, what in the world is that? Um, and, uh, and Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, constitutional scholar, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, writes... Nobody knows what honest services fraud is. It's one of those laws that means literally whatever the government says it means. Justice Scalia once pointed out that calling in sick to work when you are not sick is honest services
3: fraud under that law. Mm. Is this like when Jack was guilty of defrauding an innkeeper? Exactly, although that was a crime. Criminal?
4: I uh, paid for a movie and decided to watch a different one, so I attended parts of two movies, which is a technically a crime called defrauding
5: an innkeeper. Correct. And then word I hear is you ratted out your friend who was in the Capitol. Jeez! Oh, <laughs> Broadcast reports suggest Jack ratted out his friend. I hope that didn't play a role. <laughs> uh, how could it? I mean, unless the government has a list of your friends. I mean, it's not like well, you give do, a name or an address. Not sure, or, they do, or
4: anything like that, right? I don't know the feds. I'll bet they figured out who I am. Uh, my wife's phone. And uh, and where text
5: she was getting during that time. You think the NSA uh, connected the dots? In about two minutes. Yeah. So this is really quite a story. On October the 19th, Mr. Aditya Singh of Orange County, California, got off a plane in O'Hare International Airport, suburban Chicago. I grew up uh, watching the planes uh, fly over my house all day long from O'Hare. Um, so on October 19th, he got off the plane, uh, entered the airport, and never left. He stayed there for three months, um, and and I'll skip to the the punchline. Why he was afraid to get back on a plane because of COVID, which is, uh, you know, yet more COVID illogic. You're in much greater peril in the airport, really, than on the plane. According Makes to, to me. medical experts, um, he's been charged with impersonation in a restricted area of an airport and theft of less than five hundred dollars. Apparently, they still charge thieves in Illinois, unlike Cal Unicornia, um, mostly because when they finally figured out something was going on with them, they approached him and asked for identification, and he showed him an airport ID badge that belonged to an airport operations manager that had been reported missing in October. So they figured this guy stole it or something or other. Police took him into custody, trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, he just wandered around the airport. For three months. I like looking at the sculptures. <laughs> now, the airport official with knowledge of the episode. Is that the
4: same coffee shop or a different coffee shop? I don't, I don't
5: remember. I think that's the same coffee shop. There are a lot of great little shops at O'Hare Airport. I mean, it's not, they have a lot of, like, they're, they're 12 feet wide, uh, roasted nut shops and chocolate shops and just their little kiosks.
4: There were. They probably all went out of business.
5: Yeah, that's a good point. It, uh,
3: it is also one of the f- most physically crowded airports in the world. Um, and, and, quite unpleasant in a lot of ways, but I like trying to guess what color the next suitcase is going to be coming off the computer belt. <laughs> Let's play the suitcase in a row game once. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept saying black.
5: Uh, so the airport says, uh, there's no indication. Oh, uh, the airport does not have a written policy stating the length of time after which you have to leave the airport. You, you, man. you can wander around the airport as much as you want. Apparently, hmm. This guy's career is interesting. His LinkedIn profile states he is unemployed and works as a director at Bubby LLC, providing social media, video production, and digital marketing for Bubby Bear, a stuffed toy that travels with a yellow duck friend. <laughs> the bear has a YouTube channel that features Mr. Singh at community events. I once... It's a hell of a gig. I wonder what that pays. I once spent a whole night at LAX.
4: I for some reason uh believed and thought that you know having flown through like LX you know various times of my life I thought eh, places you know for some reason my layover whatever I was going to be there all night long I mm. don't remember the circumstances but anyway I thought there's stuff going on all night long you know I won't get much sleep Whatever. no it closed down closed down when it oh, got yeah. late there was nothing open there was nobody anywhere you couldn't get did, you could pee and get a drink of water from the fountain. That was it. Mm-hmm. I figured stuff stayed open all night long at your super big, busy
5: airports, but it doesn't. Nope. Apparently not. Funniest line ever in an inaugural address. I mean, you're going to be slapping your knee. You're going to be holding your belly. Is it Oh Rebald? Uh, Rebald? Please, I'm not sure we can air it. <laughs> Stay with us.
4: Was it Chester A. Arthur?
5: First of all. He had a mouth on him, Chester Arthur? Oh, please, please. Uh, first, a quick word from our friends at Car Shield, beloved sponsor of the Armstrong and Getty show. Uh, temperatures, you know, is low, it's rainy, it's snowy, whatever, wherever you are, and a lot of car breakdowns happen this time of year. You don't have to be worried about an expensive car repair if you are protected by Car Shield.
4: Yep, thanks to Car Shield, you can have maximum safety on the road for a low month to month cost. Yeah, it's month to month. You don't sign up and then this is your, no, your insurance policy for the next two years, whether you like it or not. The future of America is you can sign up. For and get out of things easily. And Freedom. that's why, why CarShield is so popular. It's helped over one million drivers. It's America's number one auto protection company.
5: And whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles, CarShield has a protection plan for you because they have flexible plans for everybody. If your car's about to go out of warranty, perfect time to get in touch. Go to CarShield.com, use the code Armstrong to save 10%. A deductible may apply. Go to CarShield.com and use the code Armstrong. I'm of,
4: uh, two minds on the whole inauguration thing. I'm watching some of the ceremonies and everything and like that. And, um, uh, if you don't understand what a, a, a unique thing it is, the peaceful transfer of power, the old P-top, um, is, it's, it's just unheard of, especially when you're the most powerful nation on the face of the earth for one side who really, really, really wants to stay in power to say, well, we lost. So we're out, and now it's their, their turn. Will of the people. We'll try it again next time. Uh, for that to happen peacefully, for the most part, um, is absolutely amazing. On the other hand, the endless fawning over the human beings involved on the cable news channels and, and the regular news channels. I was watching the, I watched CBS when I got up this morning. I turned it on, and it was insufferable. It was just sickening. Wow. Just sickening. Yeah. It, Licking the boots of the king and the queen. Human Ugh. beings want a king and a queen. Yep. No talk of policy or anything like that. I was watching MSNBC two nights ago, Brian Williams, and I kind of wanted to hear their take on the impeachment thing, wondering, um, I was hoping for an argument of, would it be a good idea to actually have the Senate trial, or is that going to distract from Biden's agenda? What do we as Democrats want to do? Nothing within 100 miles of that. Just all Trump's personality reports say he's angry and lashing out at people. Just ongoing Trump's personality talk. Mm and nothing about the actual workings of their own party and i just wonder if the is the media going to be able to switch gears and get away from one talking about trump endlessly
5: and two talking about anything of substance right yeah well as there are no uh, atheists in foxholes or so they say back in said back in the day uh, likewise there there's no quibbling while you're under attack Or, while you feel like you have a mortal enemy at the gates. And it's one of the most interesting political questions of our time, I think. Can the Democratic Party and the left in general hang together without Trump uniting them? Because they, they're factions, they're just disparate interests, they they try to pretend like they're all in it together, but they're not. Everybody's in it for themselves, these little subgroups, and can the Democratic Party hang together? I, I think it's going to be a heck of a lot more difficult than you'll ever hear on your uh, your chattering shows. But, need to get to the funniest line in the uh, ever in inaugural address. Presidential historian Paul Bowler has read every inaugural address for which he he says himself he deserves a medal. <laughs> He claims there is not a single funny line in the official texts.
4: However, I'd like to know how many important lines he thinks there exist.
5: However, our eighth president, Martin Van Buren, the Van Buren boys, he inadvertently made the audience laugh when he said, "Now this is you're going to want to gather the kids around. This is so good." Uh, Unlike all who have preceded me, the revolution that gave us existence as one people was achieved at the period of my birth. And whilst I contemplate with grateful reverence that memorable event, and the crowd chuckled because it sounded like he was saying his birth was a memorable event and not the revolution. Single funniest line in an inaugural address. Oh boy. oh boy. Hey, is this thing working? Tough crowd. Mm.
4: Hey, there's Bill and Hillary walking uh, through the halls of the Capitol and uh, about to walk out wonder how recently they've been together.
5: Hillary glancing left and right to see if Putin's in attendance because she's obsessed.
4: Yes,
0: yes, with yes.
5: Vlad Putin and the, uh, and the Russians.
4: Hey, have you heard, is JC going to be there? JC is always there, Joe. It's the United States of America. Uh, Jimmy
5: Carter. Oh, no, I have not heard that.
1: I'd, he won't be there. Actually. He won't be there. No.
5: Yeah.
4: His in, health.
3: Yeah. Ancient and yeah. Just to, to travel. Uh, interestingly, Nixon enough, Nixon gonna be there. No. Bernie Sanders is there and he's wearing mittens, which I find delightful. <laughs> oh my gosh! It is
4: forty some degrees when I was there four years Bernard ago. Sanders. I don't remember what the temperature was, but it was rainy. It was unpleasant to be sitting there. And uh, it's like when you're at an at an NFL game, you realize how long the timeouts are and the, the commercial breaks. <laughs> yes. At the inauguration, it's just like. This whole thing that people are kind of watching on TV—it's just you got to get there really early for security. You just sit there for freaking ever. Wow! In winter weather,
5: yes, it's not pleasant. Interestingly enough, Jack, the warmest inauguration was Ronald Reagan's first. It was fifty-five degrees. The coldest inauguration, Reagan's second. What seven degrees? Ooh, Justice.
4: seven is cold.
5: That's that's cold AF, as the kids say. Ooh, yeah. You add in a little breeze there, you freeze your tail off. Uh, they went inside. It's yeah. too cold to do it outside. <laughs> Congress had to pass a last-minute resolution to give permission to use the rotunda for the event. Huh. That's when back when Congress could pass stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Did, the, did the crowd even show up? Or I can't imagine.
5: Congress has started a new bureau of opening the rotunda, which now has 150,000 employees and a budget of $7 <laughs> trillion. Dollars.
4: Now, it's reported that... For- that was
5: funny. Not as funny as old uh, Martin Van Buren with the whole birth
3: thing.
4: <laughs> oh, we got to take a break. Yeah, we um, we Come got a- other things to talk about. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Should Biden say, uh, so help me God? Is that what they say? Yes. Um, should he say that or not? We can get into that.
1: His reaction to President Trump's inaugural four
0: years ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was it was vintage, the vintage <laughs> President Bush forty three, um, and and you know the interesting thing is is there's our last uh, Republican president um, who showed how he handled himself in the in his post presidency life went back to Dallas, um, lives at the end of a cul-de-sac in a, in a very normal-looking house, um,
5: and, and went to painting um, and to supporting his presidential center. Um, and I think one of the real challenges now for Donald Trump, given
3: his vast difference in personality to George W. Bush, is what does he do with himself now?
4: Will Donald Trump take up watercolors like huh. George Bush did? Um, well, the Wall Street Journal's reporting Trump has been talking about forming a new pol- political party called the Patriot Party, and maybe he'll run third party next time. Or support candidates. There third was party, already
3: once a Patriot Party oh. in the 60s and 70s. It was an American socialist organization, so I don't know if he needs to pick mm. a different name or not, but... Yeah.
4: Uh, what, what they were referencing there at the beginning, though, where George Stephanopoulos was kind of chuckling, because the reporting <laughs> is that after the inaugural address four years ago today, when Trump got done speaking... George Bush, Jr., whispered to someone, that was some weird S. Which sounds like something George Bush would say. Yes, it does.
5: (laughs) It absolutely does. Um, Speaking of inaugurations and inaugural addresses, I was just rereading Lincoln's second, which is considered a a masterpiece and perhaps uh, the greatest, although G-dubs, George Washington's second, is amazing, too, uh, as was his farewell address, but... Um, uh, I'm only bringing it. Well, I'm partly bringing it up because of the insidious, insidious effort to erase America's history by the Marxist, progressive types. Um, and if the, you let them steal your history, they will steal your country. And one of Lincoln's main points in his rather brief second inaugural address, <clears throat> and it's it's kind of charming. He starts it out by saying, "I'm paraphrasing, but." Second inaugural addresses ought to be short, because I've said it all, okay? I've been around for four years. But he, in his, the major part of his address, suggested that, and keeping in mind now, there are a lot of progressives who want to take his name off of schools and institutions or whatever, because he thought slaves were property, which is a a lie. It's a a terrible, misleading lie. Um, The main part of his address was that The Civil War and its horrors was God's punishment for allowing slavery to exist. If that's not anti-slavery, what is? It's really quite uh, eloquent and and sad, his address. I recommend you read it.
4: Uh, We got this text. Will Biden sniff Kamala Harris's hair? I, I hope not. That would be
5: weird. Um. Probably all sniffed out. He's probably, you know, been doing it for months.
4: I saw a headline. Kamala Harris is uh, redefining the power outfit for women. So okay, the sort of thing you can look forward to in the future. Uh,
5: yeah, there's already been just insane levels of fawning over fantastic. her and old man Biden. Although uh, Sean was just reading something off the air about how it's the first time in 12 years there hasn't been a cult of personality around the president. Biden's just an old senator. I say good, the whole oh, worshipping Obama, than worshipping and or despising Trump, the whole thing. Oh, my God, let's get back to policy and politics.
4: And I saw retweets going out over this, I don't know, David Walpole. He's a well-known rabbi, I guess. I'm not Jewish, so I don't follow the well-known rabbis, but he tweeted out yesterday the opposition is not as evil nor your side as good as you might suppose And that got a lot of traction as that would be a handy way for everybody to look at things going forward if that's we
5: could, some good rabbi in there if we could ever get
4: back there again the opposition is not as evil nor your side as good as you might suppose
5: one of my faves happen to be uh, from Barry Obama of Hawaii where he said we judge the other guy by the worst example of them and our people by the best of our intentions
1: For the ones who get it done.
0: You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever.